I just want Reese Witherspoon to put me in one of her book adaptations. Why doesn't she adapt any Orthodox books? She okay? should. Okay, it feels weird. It's a little anti-Semitic. She's, a little she's bit. A, she's a, if she were she's to give a, a platform boy. to Jews, yeah, yeah absolutely. I know. Fuck her. Yeah, yeah. What a monster. Reese, Reese, put Menachem in your movie. Exactly. About Orthodox Jews. Yeah. yeah. As, and then add Orthodox us Jewish in there, trauma. too. Exactly. That's my typecast. Yeah. She should write a book. Orthodox Jewish where Nightmare. Where somebody wakes up and sees an Orthodox Jewish Nightmare and then cast me as it. Uh, I'm asking I... for so little. Hello. Welcome, everybody, to Yenta, the podcast where we're going to gossip. We're going to hot gossip. We're going to get everybody's secrets. But don't listen to the podcast, okay? There's too many secrets that I really don't want you guys to hear. I'm Ray Schiller. I'm the I'm the Yenta. And this is Antonia Lassar, our guest host today. I'm a guest Yenta. A guest Yenta. Baruch Hashem. We're so happy that you're here. Baruch Hashem. I am so happy I'm here too. I'm so happy to have an opportunity to say Baruch Hashem. <laughs> and, and joining us today, we have the amazing... Hilarious writer, comedian, father, Menachem, Nachem, Silverstein. Yeah. Oh, this music, amazing. Yeah, Menachem, Ooh. thank you for being on the Yenta podcast. Thank you for allowing me to Yent. I appreciate it. To Yent. I don't always get the opportunity. Well, we are in, we're going to have so much fun Yentaing. Together? Is it yenta-ing or yenting? I think it's yenta-ing. I yent, you yent, he, she, it yents. <laughs> they we all yent together. They yenta. <laughs> it's the plural. <laughs> Menachem. Tell us about yourself. Menachem's a, can we, you're an Orthodox Jew. Very Orthodox, very Jew. We love Orthodox Jews on the podcast. Why do you say that like we don't love Orthodox <laughs> Jews? <laughs> I also saw her wink to the camera. She's like, we love Orthodox we love Jews. Orthodox. We don't run Hollywood anymore. You don't have to impress us. Menachem, can you get me a job? Yes, but I, I won't. Oh. I'm sorry. Yeah, because I made that comment about you Orthodox that comment. Jews. That's right. You're I, not a real Jew now. I think it's important to she have could earn it back. Di diversity, diversity of Jews on the podcast. And non-Jews. Absolutely. Have yeah. you had any non-Jews on the podcast yet? One. Wow. You have to have Representation. one. Representation. Exactly. Yeah. That there were our diversity higher. <laughs> were they prepared to Yent? Did they, they have they, a, an? Ex I don't want to. They were great. Nice. They were a great guy, non-Jewish person. <laughs> do you guys think guy is a, a bad word? Oh my god. I don't 100%. think it is. No. You do. It's not a bad word. It's the way we say it. That's right. I think it's. I've. I mean, I've heard. Many Jewish comedians say it exactly like this, so this is not my original material. But, like, it's the exact same as the word Jew. It's like you hear an anti Semite being like, these Jews. Right. And you know, that's not a good word. And us, when we're like, these guys, these goyim, you know? But you, I don't know. Have you, haven't you met a wonderful goy? I've, I've met many it's wonderful It's just how you use I the word. I dated a goy for five years. Mazel. <gasps> Jet's mouth dropped. What? I'm familiar with the goyish experience. Nice. Okay, and I. I you took one for the team I to share your experience. Yes, I educated. I educated the guys on the Jews. Nice. And they must have felt like they were getting such a cultural experience with you. They did. 
they were like this white person is so exotic <laughs> it was great no because it was also like as i was leaving orthodox judaism so so you left hard oh, so i left, left hard i went all the way I went, I, I rebelled. And now you're back to yenting. And now I'm back to yenting. <laughs> and now now I'm here with Orthodox Jews. Now That's I true. I live in the Orthodox Jewish community of Pico Robertson. So you're saying to bring the Jews back, they should all date the goys. Exactly. <laughs> Traumatized is, yeah. back. <laughs> date emotionally unintelligent goyim. Yeah. You don't want to date a good one because then you'll marry them and then your parents will nail yeah. you. <laughs> no, that's the trick. Every time a Jewish mother is upset about whether where their kid is going, make them date a guy. And then they'll come back to being Jewish. We should start a service where we have the guys. Yes. And if you want to date a guy, we're like the okay, now then and, we just become pimps. I don't just, know if that's we call them out all. the guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's the name of the company. Pimp the goyim. Pimp the goyim. Oh, oh my god. god. Uh, Do you think we'll get canceled for this? Sure. Okay, good. I would hope that we get canceled. Like, I want to be famous enough to get, to get canceled. canceled. Like, the That's worst thing true. is if you are racist and don't get canceled, then it's then you, you really wasted don't it. Matter. Yeah, no exactly, one cares. No. <laughs> um, are you worried about getting canceled? I'm not worried about getting canceled, but what's funny is I love that, like, people will be upset on behalf of other people. So I posted something that wasn't anti-Semitic, but it had like anti-Semitic tropes. Mm. And then all the Orthodox Jews were like, all the non-Jews are going to get offended and think that this is real. And I'm like, no one else complained. It's just you. That's so <laughs> real. No, because Orthodox Jews are very sensitive. Oh Understandably. Gosh. Understandably, because Understandably. when you look visibly Jewish, you're much more, you're gonna, you're more likely to get targeted for a hate crime. So, yes. you know. No, I totally get it. We've not looking so, so Jewy. We're going to Yes, I would say both of you don't look chewy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, profile us, Menachem. I feel like if I take my heap off, I look him. whiter than both of you. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, yeah, not... you, can, you have a little shiksa energy. I feel it. I feel it. And by the way, I feel like shiksa is not specific to women. Okay. To me, shik says everyone. Just shik says everyone. For someone who is like, no, goy is a bad word. You are throwing shiksa around. Shik says a compliment. No, 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 no. Shik says a compliment. I'll tell you why. Because it's like, zesty shiksa goddess. That feels very tokenizing. Is that exoticizing? Growing up, that was a thing. Oh. Every every little Orthodox boy wanted a zesty shiksa goddess. That was a thing. For sure, it wasn't sexualizing, and it wasn't it was it wasn't tokenizing. <laughs> it was just a thing. It's just a thing. I don't know. Is in that not a thing in L.A.? Like, I never heard of thing. I, I wasn't are just things. Uh, exactly. That well, I guess now it's funny. Now, like I didn't realize it was bad. Now that I just repeated it four times and I'm going to get canceled, <laughs> it it might have been bad. But but my point is, you can't say that with guy. Zesty guy goddess. Guy. Like, the, Ugh, also, goy, the taxonomy of goy. pronunciation of goy, 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 right? Do you hear the difference the there? The last one feels more innocent. The I last feel. one to me sounds more derogatory. Really? Because the jewier you say it, the more derogatory <laughs> it is. Goys. Anyway, tell us about, I want to know about like how you got into comedy. What, what made you do it? Is it, is it also because of your mother? Oh, because my no, my mother wanted me to be a lawyer, believe yeah. it or not. Big surprise. <laughs> Jewish mother was like, you're going to be a lawyer. Um, the funny thing was I was currently studying to become a rabbi, and she'd introduce me as my son who's going to be a lawyer. Okay. <laughs> and I'd be like, but I'm becoming a rabbi. And she's like, but you're like I'm becoming a comedian. You'll become a lawyer. 
Um, and I wrote my first script to avoid having to study for my LSAT, which is the test to get into law school. Wow. Okay, I've seen Legally Blonde. Thank you. <laughs> the doc the documentary the or the is. film? <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, we're sponsored by Legally Blonde 3. Shout out. Um, I think that's a thing. It's coming out. No, we'll discuss no it. That's for another... Is it? I feel like, I, I don't know. Isn't there a musical? The shit out of that. And I think yeah, there's, there's a, a musical. musical. Oh my gosh. The musical is good. You Let saw me it? tell you. Oh, I've seen it. On I know. Broadway? Yeah. And I, I have listened to the album many times. Jet producer, nodding. Nice. Yeah, they, they know I it. I love that there's a Legally it's Blonde cinematic great. universe now. <laughs> That's I'm right. I'm waiting for the TV show the and the spinoffs. Oh my gosh. But back to okay, you. You, yes. were, you were writing scripts instead of taking the LSAT. That's Im honestly very impressive. You're the only person that procrastinates with writing. Like normally you procrastinate writing with Ye instagram yeah that's so well that's the thing it's just like you date a goy to come back to judaism right you have to like do something else you have to do something really bad to procrastinate productively i guess that's the thing um so basically my if you want to be a writer do what you hate yes and then you'll write um so for me what happened was i was doing like open mics but i didn't think that people wanted to see like an orthodox jewish comedian with a kippah like, mm -hmm. I didn't want to see an Orthodox Jew with a kippah. Like, I was like, Elon <laughs> Gold is, like, Jewish enough without the kippah. Like, we don't need that. Uh -huh. We don't need to, too Jewy. Too Jewy. Kippahs, mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was yeah. like, ugh. Elon Gold the is like, where? he's not Jewy. He, okay, we talked about he's, this. Yeah, we talked about this all be, the time. You could be, uh, what do you think about this? Okay. You can be, as a comedian, you can either be a Jew for Jews or a Jew for guys. Do you know what I mean? Right. Your well, comedy. Yeah. Your is, comedy. Your, is your comedy, as a Jewish comedian, is it for a Jewish audience or a Goyesha audience? Mm -hmm. And like, that's, I feel like it's a big career distinction. Yes. Oh, for sure. And Elon Gold is, I guess, more of a Jew for guys. No, I think no. he's Jews. Right. He's, but right. he, I'll tell you what's funny. He's kind of like the outlier where he's almost like more of the guy for Jews. Like, he kind of is like... <laughs> He's like, I saw what it's like, and I'll bring it to the Jews in the Jewiest way possible. No, that's a, that's a really good call. The man wears hoodies. Yeah. Okay? The, the Orthodox Jews are like, what's look. that? Why is there a He has hood? no stomach problems. No stomach problems. He's, oh, my God. He's oh, my guy. God. Yeah, yeah, he poops regularly every day. And he has great hair. No. He smells nice. He's not nice. balding. No, he looks he's like not a guy. balding. I know. He looks like a guy. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Or he's he like, has enough money to not be balding. Maybe. Do you or think he has a lot of know. money? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know. he, yeah, he's got it. He, and he's got like acting stuff too. He was on Curb. He was oh, on yeah. Curb. You know? That's a great show. I think yeah. he's got a lot of I money. I love that he was on an HBO show playing a guy who worked for Hulu. Like that's the most chewy thing. It's like, I will only play in the HBO show if I'm part <laughs> okay. of Hulu. And they're like, okay, it's in the contract. Um, but yeah, no, but yeah, I think that, so again, kind of going back to it, I feel like Ilan is really chewy. Even though, again, we're talking about like bringing the shiksa energy to the Jewish comedy. Yes. But I didn't. I didn't think that people wanted to see someone with a yarmulke. And then I got to pitch a show to Amazon about the making of a comedy special. And basically, long story short, I was going to potentially play one of the comedians. Like I didn't plan on playing one of the comedians, but they pitched it to me. Like I was pitching the concept, and they're like, "Oh, and you'll be one of the comedians." Mm. And I was like, "Yes." And they're like, "That's hilarious." We shot test footage. It came out really well. And I thought that I might play a comic and I was like, oh my gosh, then I guess I should be a comedian. And I started like really leaning into the comedy and then obviously the show 
hasn't mm. come out. Kind of fell apart. It's coming out soon. <laughs> yeah. It's coming out soon. Any day. Part of the legally blonde cinematic <laughs> universe. We're just trying to get the rights and then it'll go. So you basically like didn't do stand-up comedy because you thought you looked too Jewy, and then at some point when you got enough validation, you were like, "Well, I might as well just suck it up and be a Jew on stage." Kind of. So I was like, again, it was wow. always something that I wanted to do, but I didn't think that like there would be reciprocation. I didn't think people would want to see it. And then when this producer at Amazon was like, "I would love to see you as a comic. That's hilarious." I was like, okay, if this producer can see it, then other people will be able to see it. And then I The producer told in. you that you were going to be a comedian. Basically. And then you became a comedian. Where's this producer? This producer, last I checked, she was at Fox. But like, shout out. She kind of- Hey, producer. One of the first hey, Fox. I know. Hey. Is a real comedian now because of you. You're a real ally to right? the whole Jewish community. Yeah. <laughs> she's but Israeli and she's pretty awesome. I would imagine that like you would- especially right now in 2023 that you would have an edge being visibly Jewish on stage. Is, is that what your experience was or how did it work out being visibly Jewish on stage? So it was kind of interesting. I don't know if I necessarily have like an edge, but it definitely was kind of like a cool thing. Like, Again, the super Orthodox Jews were kind of upset. Well, some of them were very upset. They're like, why do you have a yarmulke and sits us on stage? How dare you bring that to a club? Mm. Um, but only the Orthodox Jews. But only like these ultra-Orthodox were like, oh, you're going to like represent us poorly. Why are you there? Um, everyone else kind of like really liked it. Um, Jews, like non-religious Jews were like proud of me. They're like, oh my gosh, I love that you wear your yarmulke on stage, which made me feel good. And then a lot of non-Jews, like it seemed to resonate more with the non-Jews than with the Jews that I was getting up on stage. And what happened was at the beginning when I was doing comedy, I didn't want to do Jewy jokes because I didn't want to be like the Jew who does Jewy stuff. So I would like specifically do non, just like regular stuff. Bacon. Just, just chicks and stuff. Bacon I was talking about bacon. for 10 exactly. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> just pine over bacon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I would imagine bacon tastes like this. And if it does, here's a joke. Super relatable stuff. Um, and then recently, like after the pandemic, I kind of got, or like right before the pandemic, I started getting chewier. Um, and it seems to play really well. But then again, my comedy is, I my goal is to do Jewish stuff for non-Jews. Mm -hmm. So it's very baseline Jewish stuff where I can joke about things that we all kind of like know about and give the like the insider perspective like this is how I experience it. Because your comedy is, it's for non-Jews, but it's also a little bit, it's very like subversive of orthodox. Yeah. Thing. Like when I saw you, it wasn't like rah, rah, Judaism, you know, it was like circumcisions, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I want to talk is, about it. That's my is trauma. That, is okay? that one of your lines? Because that is good exactly. writing. And by the way, if I closed my eyes, I thought yeah. they were me. I was like, I couldn't. Yeah. But I love that because it's so unexpected. Like I expected an orthodox uh, comedy for orthodox people, but it was not like that at all. Well, yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. Like I at like the to, Laugh Factory. At the Laugh Factory. Menachem Silverstein at the Laugh Factory every Thursday, kind of. Yes. Every really? Thursday, every, every Thursday. Menachem, look Unless at you. Unless I'm out of town in Huge. New York for that's Passover. podcast, if you don't know, that's a big deal. A big deal. So Laugh look at you go. regular. Yeah. Menachem, Menachem Silverstein. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hard huh. Yeah. Just so many huhs in that name. When I hear it, I'm a little anti-Semitic. Oh, my gosh. Of course I get Menachem, Menachem. 
but you're really <laughs> so great. you're really like giving a moment for your goyasha announcers <laughs> to like oh 100 percent. do they fuck it up every time i'll tell you what's really funny they would and then i would just sometimes start off joking about how terribly they pronounced it and then the announcer at the laugh factory worked hard and she pronounces it perfectly nice. like and better there than goes my your mom material. can no, then I get an extra clap. I'm like the only person that can pronounce my name. Like that's phenomenal. That's great. It's way more impressive. So much. Huh. You were in the middle of a story. I was in the middle. I feel like well, this you is a Jewish conversation. Became, we're in the middle of five yeah. stories at the same God, time. I, I just every, every time we stop talking, I just go back to Legally Blonde Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Like that's my that's, just go to. That's our home base. Now. I want to hear where did you get smicha from, Rabbi Rabbi Silverstein? Wait, what's smicha? Smicha. Or you get ordained to become a rabbi. Uh, it's a special like rabbi school. Yeah, it's rabbi school. Do you call school. it smicha? I call it smicha because I'm cool. Whatever. It's no big deal. Smicha? You say goy, I say guy. <laughs> See? <laughs> That's terrible. Smicha. I don't know. It made it worse. I tried. I tried to be cool there for a second. Um, sorry, no smicha. There's no cool way to There's say no goy. Cool it's not. Or smicha. Or smicha. Yeah, or it's any, not the... Or Menachem. Smicha sounds... <laughs> There's a cool way to say Menachem. I haven't heard it be done yet, but I promise it's out there. Um, smicha sounds like Smeagol from like the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it does. Like it's hard to not... Like I hear smicha, I think of like a creature. Hey, just like... <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> that was good. Oh my gosh. I love the impressions. Yeah, it's, it's basically Gollum and a rabbi is what I've got in my bag. Um, those are all you need. It's a well-rounded bag. That's, um, I think you're ready for SNL. Yeah, those are your impressions. Lauren, I'm ready. Do you uh, need a rabbi? <laughs> Call Antonia. Okay. So you got ordained. Smicha. I got ordained. I got smicha in Brooklyn. Baruch the factory where Jews are made. Yeah, that's right. And we just well you weren't you weren't made in Brooklyn you were made no. in Queens but close enough. I was actually made in right Los outside. Angeles. Interesting. But I grew up in Queens. You grew up in Queens. I'm a bi-coastal. So Los Angeles bitch. to Queens and then back. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Wow. Nice. Bi-coastal elite. Actually. That's how I refer to you. A bi-coastal bitch. bitch. I don't call you that because I don't want to get canceled. My yeah, <laughs> you should. That's good. I'm like oh you know Ray yeah they're the a bi-coastal <laughs> bitch and they emphasis on the bitch yeah. <laughs> Okay, Amazing. so you got you got smicha because you were like, is it just because like everyone kind of gets smicha in Brooklyn? Kind Every of. Every guy gets smicha in Brooklyn. Yeah. Like you have to. You don't have to, but it's kind of pushed on you. Right, because you already go through like ten years of Talmud, and 100%. then you're like, I might as well do an extra two years and be a rabbi. Exactly, and it's like if you're not gonna do that, you're gonna be on the streets. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna go to the streets, the hard streets, to become a rabbi. Exactly, become a rabbi, then go to the streets and ask the streets if they want to put on tefillin. Like that's That's, what you're supposed to do. Are you gonna be asked if you want to put on tefillin? Right. Like the asker or or the ask. One hundred (laughs) percent. I'm kind of offended sometimes when I don't ask. I'll be like with a non-religious friend and we'll walk down the street and the guy will come over and be like, do you want to put on tefillin? And then I'll just wait for my turn and he'll just kind of look at me and like do the up nod. <laughs> and I'm kind of like, how do you know I put on yeah. tefillin yet today? Maybe I didn't put on tefillin yet today. They're judgmental. Yeah. I'm offended in the opposite way because they also okay. don't ask me. <sighs> Isn't it tough? Course. It's a tough the life. worst. They should ask but me. But if they asked you, would Chabot you say yes? ask me if I want to put on tefillin. I would. Yeah. Would you? Of course I would. But then... Just yeah. for the bit. I mean, that's amazing. That is amazing. Getting a Chabad guy to put <laughs> wrapped fill-in for me. I've, I've, I've never wrapped fill-in. would be traumatized. I know. Yeah. But I would love it. Exactly. It'd be funny. Fill-in yeah, is he'd cool. be traumatized, cool. but it would open up a whole new chapter of his life. 
Can you imagine? He would go and date a goy. (laughs) And then come back. (laughs) The electricity. (laughs) I never felt that way about Stone before. Oh my gosh. Exhilarating. (laughs) I'll hook him up with my ex. (laughs) And then then they'll come back to Judaism. Well, your, your ex could be the first one on... What was the name of our thing? Go, pimp for guys. Pimp for guys. Pimp for guys. Oh my god. We're pimp for guys okay, or pimp for guys? Pimp for guys. Kids is deleted. Jack, we get rid of this. Yeah, get out the pimp. Get out the pimp. I also so need to say on, on the, the right. podcast, on the record, that we were asking Menachem about his acting jobs in the last year, and he told us. This is exactly what he said. He said, I played an Orthodox Jewish nightmare in this one show, and then an Orthodox Jewish nightmare in another show, and we were like. Yeah. Sorry, what's an Orthodox Jewish nightmare? Makes sense. (laughs) Exactly how it sounds. Do it. Do it for us. Can you? Can you give us a little preview of the shows? I want to see what the nightmare face is like. I signed the contract. Oh, so I can't show. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's funny. One one of them's like a Holocaust scene, so he's flashback. Of course. To like a bunker in Auschwitz. How could it not be a Holocaust? And I'm just like, and I'm just like praying creepily. I'm just doing like this (laughs) in the corner. And then for the next one, I really had to go out because one of them, I'm walking down a hallway, and in the next one, the guy's sleeping, and he wakes up to hearing like me pray, and I'm doing this in a chair. So this is all I do. So if anybody wants this, I'm I got it. I got it down pat twice. But that's not very creepy the way you did it. Just oh, now. Yes, it is. Well, because you have to we're have the Jewish. Light. Yeah. Because we've seen oh, we're this used before. to it. <laughs> this is like I feel at home. I'm like, yeah, 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 <laughs> Honestly, back like, to my childhood. Yeah, just comforting. For a comforting all the happy Orthodox audience. Jews are upset about you being a stand-up comedian, those two roles are worse for the Jewish community. <laughs> that is such a good than point. Anything you've done on stage. But like Ray said, for the Orthodox Jews who saw it, they were comforted. They're like, "This isn't scary at all. This is amazing. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that Jew. Just like Holocaust that warm Jew. Jew. That Holocaust Jew." <laughs> I did get well, people were upset because technically the scene takes place at night and I'm wearing tefillin. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not real. That's uh, what? It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. Well, where was the Jewish consultant on the on the You were the show? Was. I Why didn't they say there anything? Was. Really? Yeah. Did, you, did they say something? They just didn't care. No, he's like, it's a nightmare. It doesn't have to make sense. That's it's a, a good The point. whole point yeah. is it's a dream. It's a nightmare. About the and nightmare honestly, part. like the Jewish audience is going to love to have something to nitpick. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you know this we is like a little like, complaint. This is like how it normally happens. Like, no, do something inaccurate. They are gonna tweet so hard. Oh my gosh, a hundred percent. That's how you get the viewers up. That's yeah. how you get the viewers up. <laughs> okay, I think should we we should uh, uh, transition to our secrets. Yeah. Yes. Our 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 yenta egg. Oh, are we I ready? Like, I'm yeah. excited. Menachem is about I know. I like leaned in. I'm like secrets. I have so many. Mena- secrets. Okay, oh Menachem. Gosh, what do we want to see? Menachem, about? you you want to go first? I don't want to go first. I want to judge you first. That's okay. How it feels. I feel safer <laughs> you feel in the better judgmental being ju- perspective, and That's then a great... we go in a hundred percent. Okay. My my secret. It's that I broke up with my girlfriend. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think I'm it's. Sorry. Oof, I know. Thank you for was saying she that. Yes, she was oh, very now Jewish. Oh, I'm really sorry. I know. Oh, yeah. that's terrible. I know. Well, Do we you know where we she broke lives? up with each other. We can. We can. <laughs> Menachem, this is not good for the Jewish also community. Also, does something else on the side. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> moonlight. She she, for the listeners who have tuned in for the last uh, couple of episodes, they're up to date. We were trying to have a threesome with my trainer. Um, Unfortunately, Bold. that oh didn't my happen. God, you didn't tell me about that. Yeah. Uh, 
I don't have it's any on gossip. Episode like, two. I don't what a shame. Like this. Oh so my gosh, you should not have gone first. Listeners, I don't think it will happen. Um, well, actually, you never know. It could know. be a twosome now. Well, would you hook up with? Sorry, can I say her name? Well, now it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bleep. We this. can bleep that. We'll bleep. Bleep it in post. Would you hook up with her now, even though you're broken up? Oh, of course. Yeah. So it could happen. That would it be too much for your precious My little heart? Little, mm, no, I'm actually trying to make that happen. Wait, we've had some. It's been like a couple of weeks. That is not a long time. So, it's not. So now I'm you're still going for the trainer. So we're pining for well, the trainer. Well, we're trying to make it happen, the three of us. Okay. Even though you now broke up. Yeah, yeah. Well, Did you break up when because I say you couldn't we, get I mean, the third person? That's why. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. Like, why even bother with this relationship <laughs> if we're not going to make the threesome happen? Um, Do you need tips? We can give dating advice. Do you want tips on how I, to get the trainer? I would love that, actually. Please. Yeah, Menachem, what's your advice for uh, okay. organizing a threesome? So here's what you do. As an, <laughs> as an Orthodox Jewish expert. married man, I'm the expert. Um, I know things. So first off, what you do is you go to the gym. And you leave a trail of protein bars <laughs> to your apartment because we all know that personal trainers cannot deny the protein bar, especially if they're not Jewish. If they're Jewish, make sure it has the OU and then leave the same protein bars. A little whey powder on each so they yes. can smell it because no, sometimes you can't smell in, it in between, in between the protein so bars. Smell. He'll have no choice. Oh, no choice. He'll yeah. have to go. Yeah. Wait, is <laughs> trainer – what gender is trainer? A dude. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know, I, I play around. Uh, don't don't pigeonhole me. That's I'm not right. pigeonholing you. We heard about the goy thing. We heard about the exactly. Jew thing. We know you you're have open to no experiences. idea who I am. <laughs> <laughs> this is, honestly, this is great for your podcast listeners, that they're getting this, like, inside scoop on your personal life it's you're being very generous it's terrifying that's why i'm like please don't listen yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please nobody listen to this uh, just, let me just put it out there into the universe and get to, i'm really doing it so i get to meet people like menachem because we were trying to get coffee for like two years oh 100 and we did not get coffee but he comes to my podcast <laughs> that's right when you have I something to offer to him yeah. <laughs> i was just waiting <laughs> both of our faults but exactly but i i knew i'd wait out for the goods yeah yeah like sh- and, and i wouldn't have been on the podcast if i went if we had got that's true because we would no. have seen right away that we have nothing to talk but about somehow i went to coffee with all of your friends yeah and on, <laughs> i didn't even know every time i meet someone cool in la they're like oh do you know ray oh I'm my like, god it oh happens my to god. me every time it I'm happens like, to me all the time it's amazing ray you know, so, you know so many, many wonderful people. people yeah i'm blessed like you guys well, you're, sure. you're part well, of the wonderful sure. part of, I guess. We'll take it. And now I think every you pers- know everyone too, both of you. Because we're also because it's a Jew. Also because we're Jews. We know Jews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't know each other. Ray knows the non-Jews. <laughs> yeah. I met with a non-Jewish writer. I met with a non-Jewish writer. I met with, this, I met with Nate. Oh my God. Nate's great. Nate is great. Nate, shout Nate. out to Nate. Shout out to Nate. Nate's great. I don't think he's going to listen, but. We'll see. What? Maybe. Now we're going to send well, it to him. Well, now we'll know. You tell Nate that he's in a podcast episode. Now he'll listen. Not a, the podcast episode but nate right away was like you probably don't know this amazing comedian ray schiller and i was like i do and then we took a photo and everything yeah yeah. otherwise we wouldn't have taken the photo Uh i'm not a take i'm not a take a photo when i meet for coffee person unless you know the person you didn't take a uh a picture with melissa though either oh did you? i did i took a photo of melissa for you yeah i sent it to you it's gonna be anyway that was my secret um i'm sad but 
I'm still looking for my wife, everyone. That's We're it's coming. Find her. We're gonna find her. Listener, write in. Are you ready to be my wife? When Aww. this, honestly, when this podcast gets big, I think you are gonna have so many DMs. I mean. Let's not wait till then. <laughs> There's matchmaking money on oh the my table God, that literally. we're missing oh, out on. Can oh, we matchmake you? Please. Can we find not, you who, do a you nice know? Jewish girl? Please. I don't know. Okay, we're going to do this. You would be a good... Um, do I you feel know? like I would be a matchmaker. I feel like I can do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much people. are you charging, though? I know people. Do you know Shotkins charge like, Honestly, a serious amount of money? Yeah. Well, and I'm going to find a person it, first, then we'll charge. Don't you get more if it's a person who's hard to match? Oh. That's what I've Don't give him ideas. Oh, I, please. You're such a catch. You should get you should get a discount. Yeah, you're right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to raise the price and then give you a discount. Um, How much obviously you charge? Like $1,800? Wow. Is that too high? I feel like that's high. Okay, so with the going rate in, was that not high? No. Really? Yeah, I thought I've it was heard, higher. I have, like, Brooklyn friends, not you, that say that Shotkins charge, like, $10,000. No. Yeah, yeah I've heard, like, 4000 well, and I believe it goes yeah. higher. I heard, so there was this person, he actually passed away. Um, in New York, that he would charge three fifty as a down payment and seven seventy on closing. <laughs> That's cute. But maybe he was cheap. Cute. I don't know. That but also, cheap. I'll tell you just a funny story about this guy. So my brother starts dating, and my mom calls some shotguns, um, some matchmakers, and says, "Do you have anyone for my son?" And the guy sends over a resume and a resume of this girl. Mm -hmm. And my mother starts looking it over and is like, oh, my gosh, this girl seems amazing. She's fantastic. She whatever. And shows it to my brother. My brother's like, I would totally go out with her. So she goes and consults my older sister to be like, oh, do you know her? What do you think? And shows to my older sister and says, oh, what do you think about this girl for your brother? And she's like, oh, my gosh, she is amazing. Unfortunately, she's married. And my mother's like, what are you talking about? She can't be married. The chaplain just sent her resume over. And she's like, yeah, she's married, and I think she has a kid. And she's like, no, there's no way she's married with a kid. Looks her up on Facebook, and she's married with a kid. So this oh, matchmaker no. was just not updating these things and just oh, sending out the same attention resumes. Attention to detail. So maybe that's why he was cheaper. Maybe you should be paying us $10,000. Yeah. That 10, yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's 5000 from each side. So – Nice. Just so you know. Okay, but what works. if one side is if like we, super rich and okay. one side's like, is it like a seven fifty split? Like, what happens? If I don't well, know. Well, where I thought that when you find me, my okay. wife, find you. bro. Would your parents really pay five thousand dollars? No, no. <laughs> my parents would not. Pay my parents anything. would not. My parents would give like one eighty. Like I yeah. feel like that's how much my matchmaker. Well, you're already made. married. But I feel like that's how much the matchmaker made. I don't feel like they got more. Oh, did you have a did matchmaker? Did you have a shotgun? Half. What happened? Is that kind of okay? So, long story short, me and my friend are going to a parkour class in Manhattan. So we're going on the train. Parkour. Parkour. We do parkour. parkour. Whatever. Oh. We're the only oh Orthodox Jews. <laughs> <laughs> um, no big deal. We're cool. My name's Menachem. That's how you say it. Cool, by the way. Extra. <laughs> um, and then there were these girls across the train from us, and turns out my friend knew my now wife's friend, um, and they had been to a concert the night before and got drunk and threw up together. Nice. So they started talking, Love. and they were just like going to the city, and we were going to parkour. And my friend kind of convinced, was like, "Come with us." And then, and I she heard you were going to parkour, and was like, "Oh my god, she, she does parkour, <laughs> and his name's Menachem." <laughs> Done. Let me tell you, she's the woman for you, <laughs> uh, right? <laughs> and then, so we kind of like went to parkour, hung out there a little bit, and then went back. Um, and then right after, I went home, and I was like, "Ma, there's this girl I want to date." And she knew I was going to parkour, and she's like, you're not dating a shiksa. <laughs> My mom was less open-minded. I'm like, no, 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 she's Jewish. 
And then what happened was we then respectfully dated through Matchmaker. So we kind of like met in person. Mm, uh-huh. Then dated found through a Matchmaker. Shot exactly. So and did they dated pay for a long time. Through the, did pay they them. pay the Matchmaker still? So we did pay the Matchmaker. But again, I feel like the Matchmaker did not make that much money. I feel like it was like... Yeah, because yeah. they didn't yeah. do they anything. They didn't do anything. But... But also they do no. they do facilitate like in between yeah, yeah. They help set up the dates and stuff like that only for the first three dates I yeah usually yeah. exactly I know I know the scoop you know the stuff okay Manaf what's way, your but secret we, if we match you up I love how we just became a match we're, yeah, we're yeah. a team yeah we're staying involved the entire time there's no okay. three dates that we're done we want you're the involved juice. every step of the Absolutely. way we yeah, might show up on dates we want to know where you're going we're gonna you have an earpiece you're just listening to, you're feeding me lines yes. yeah and we need to be the texting mechanism between you two oh, I don't, we don't want text you texting each other. each other you can send oh, it yeah. through us okay sex too Absolutely. 100%. Okay, they have to we go. Want to you get to approve. We want to check the spelling. <laughs> That's like, right. We don't want you to lose out because of like some grammar Nazi we, situation. Yeah. We want to we make sure. We want to refine the emoji choice. Yeah. <laughs> we might want to tweak the photos. Send us three. Absolutely. We'll choose which one you send. <laughs> don't just send a photo. What no. emoji is the right emoji? Oh, this is so context dependent, Ray. Thank you. That's true. There's Come not on. just one right emoji. Is there one of your favorite like laughing emojis? My favorite emoji is the oh. drooling emoji. What? Because it's perfect for everything. It just makes everything weirder. It it's, does. It, there's never an if okay you time to send the drooling. Weird. It's like, hey, want to hang out this weekend? Drool emoji. I don't know. Is that what? exciting? That's going to be that, like, That's the go-to like passing for me. 100%. Out. Love that one. Yeah. Okay, Menachem, what's your yeah. secret? What's your secret? Your yenta. My yenta. This is, this is, okay. this is your moment to yenta. This is deep. my moment. I feel like... So again, I don't have any like secrets that are as deep as yours. They're or not that as you want to share. That I want to share exactly. You like to. I pee sitting down sometimes. Like I don't want to share that on the podcast. No. I don't want people to know my peeing habits. Like yeah. I'm not going to share those things. It's, you know? it's, it's, it's a good it. secret, but it's not juicy. Me talking to myself with an earpod in so people think I'm on the phone. Like I'm not going to share those <laughs> kind of things. But we all do it. We all like hearing our voice sometimes. Let's be honest. Um, so a funny thing that kind of happened to me this week. So I have two children. I have a boy and a girl. And my girl is like calm and she sits and she draws and my boy is more rambunctious. So what happens is my son finished my daughter. Well, okay. My daughter had a snack and the snack was delicious and she walked away and I finished the snack. And then she came back and she was a lot more upset than I thought she was going to be. <laughs> I was like, it's just a snack. And also I didn't realize we didn't have any others. Like we didn't have another one to replace it with. So I was like, I don't know. No one must have <laughs> and I'm gonna go talk you to him. Blame the and I blame them. You're stealing candy. She's from not your gonna go children. and confront him. He's bigger than her. And he would have if I wouldn't have eaten it. So it's not like he didn't eat it. It's like I protected the snack from getting eaten. Um, so yeah, I got my, my son for my daughter. You blame um, yourself. And now I'm happy he's not here on the rivalry. She's okay because, like, I, I found her another snack. I found her a different snack. And then eventually, like, a couple days later, we bought the snack. What was the snack? It was a Bisley. It was a purple Bisley. Bisley. Oh, okay. And the good thing is, but, okay, in my defense. Purple. I didn't my know son, they came in colors. You didn't know the Bisleys come in colors? Each flavor is a different color. Have you ever Bisleyed before? Honestly, Can not. Can we both shame her a not little bit for like this? I haven't Bisleyed in years, shamer. honestly. I, yeah, and we never Bisley because it doesn't have good stuff. Like, it's not a healthy yeah. snack. So it's like a, a rare occasion that we'll get a Bisley. What flavor is purple? 
beet? Purple's a mix. It's beet. It's it's the beet. It's a beet. The Jews love the beets. And we, yeah. um, it's like a mix of, I think, like the smoky one and the barbecue. Uh. And she doesn't like it for the flavor. She likes it for the color because it's purple. Mm. And my son likes the pizza version. So like, but by the way, so again, so in, so you think in the my pizza defense, sounds, I think I I think the flavor purple for a savory chip sounds <laughs> the purple so flavor. bad, so disgusting. Shout but out to Bisley, our new sponsors. Yeah, exactly. promo Bisley. code Osem. Be- promo you should code. get sponsored by Osem. They make oh. the Bisley, the Mamba, all the stuff, and I love that we have like a car honking. But I feel like this is very Brooklyn. So having an yeah. the podcast, hearing <laughs> the honking, it's makes like it. we're back in Crown Heights. It's like we're back but in New York. I just want to justify my secret. Just once more because okay. this was no actually you're a bad dad no i'm yeah. not defend yourself this was a psychological test because my son specifically gets the pizza and doesn't like the purple one because it's purple so when i was like he ate the snack she should have been like he doesn't like the purple one but yeah so again i feel like it's kind of her fault for believing wow me. you're but blaming also, the victim but yeah. i got her another <laughs> snack <laughs> You know, and I feel like it would be hard for me to have kids because I would want to eat all their snacks yeah, all the time. The Absolutely. <laughs> I'm not going to buy myself a Bisley. I'm just going to buy her a bigger one. Yeah. And then blame your son, son for eating it all. <laughs> Genius move. Actually, I do want kids so I can blame them That's for things. Well, okay. In the Torah. <laughs> this is okay. So you guys have heard I'm of I'm sorry. The, are you about to justify I'm this about to justify Torah? In the Torah. You guys have heard of the Torah, right? It's like the Bible, just without pictures. Um, yeah, no, so mansplain harder. <laughs> mansplain harder. Okay. Um, first off, I'm juice planning. It's very different. It's, very different. it's not about the point. gender. That it's about the religion point. and yeah. ethnicity. So it, when it comes to Jacob, okay? So Jacob had kids with Rachel and Leah. Okay, so and Bilhah and Zilpah. And Bilhah and Zilpah. Oh, dang! Don't forget the concubines, dang, don't forget bro. the concubines. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the concubines. <laughs> so what happens is it says in the Torah that um, Leah was trying to get Yaakov's eye because he had his eye on the sister. So it says that when he had one kid, he didn't really give her that much attention because she could take care of the kid him, herself. Mm-hmm. Then with two kids, also she has you know two hands, so he gave her some attention but not all that much attention. When they had three kids, now he gave her full attention because she could only hold two hands, so he had to help her. But also it says about three kids, it says this in Rashi, that now she was able to blame like a broken dish on the kids. Like if a dish got broken or something, instead of her being like, oh my gosh, the dish is broken, she could be like, one of your offsprings broke my dish, (laughs) get me new dishes. So that's a thing. So I feel like if Leia could use this i could use this in a, in a in a much smaller smaller scale i only have two kids jet but again so you're but about to have your one kid away <laughs> but i did not break dishes i took you a snack the candy. and i feel like the snack, the snack falls into the category of two i feel like i don't know but it definitely probably mentions that in the torah somewhere totally the purple flavored bisley especially like, i saw that in a rambam in a <laughs> for sure i just love that the concept of judaism is justifying whatever we want to believe with the torah with the torah i love it yeah i love it i actually i hate it but i also think it, if you're doing it in a chill way yeah. And it's really awesome because it's like, you could be like, oh, gay people in Torah it doesn't match. But like, yeah, it does because I can find this one Pusik where it says it's fine. By the way, there's nothing wrong yeah. with two women. I know. It doesn't say anything. I know. The only thing, <laughs> by the way, the only thing that it says about two women is it's the way of the goys. That's literally all it the says. The way of the mitzrim? 
it just is the way of the non-Jews. It's just like a non-Jewish thing. It's yeah, like yeah, not yeah. a Jewish thing, but there's nothing wrong with it. I know. Two dudes is a no-no, though. The best In the Torah. Torah. They're like... Depending well, on how you read how you, it. Yeah. Well, again, 100%. Yeah. There's the thing. There's things. different translations, different shout interpretations. Out, shout out to the Orthodox Jews listening to this podcast that are already judging me. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have go. a huge Orthodox <laughs> audience huge after you, my yeah. And a lot of comments. And a lot of comments. <laughs> yes. This is what I want. I hope to have Orthodox followers. I think I have a lot of... I hope so, too. I think I have a lot of uh, wanting to leave Orthodox followers. But now I'm going to have Orthodox people. Orthodox people, I feel like they hate buy merch. They hate buying merch? (laughs) No, they hate buy merch. Like, they'll buy it, but they hate buy it. Oh, they hate buy it. They'll buy it to judge you. (laughs) <laughs> They'll buy it to be able to show their friends and be like, look, Fantastic. look at look what at they're this doing. Look at garbage. It's not What's, even good material. Do you it's have merch? Good quality. Now I should have merch. Yeah, you no, should. No, you should. I want to have like tzitzis that have things on it. Like That's how a cool. Instead though. of t-shirts, I want to have like tzitzis can with words. Can you do that? Yeah. yeah. Can you do that? Oh. Like people have like the undershirt tzitzis kind of thing. Like I would love to do that. Like that's my merch. What would it pro- say on it? Menachem, Nachum. And just Menachem, Nachum, 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 yeah, I want people putting out for my merch, yo. Yeah. And the good thing again about Sitsis is like you can charge a hundred dollars because you could be like, that's how much Sitsis costs, <laughs> you know, and hope that the love it, <laughs> hope that the guys that buy my merch don't know. You're just at home know. putting shoelaces on 100%. an undershirt. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> don't know. They'll never know. They'll never know. You're getting your kids to make them too. <laughs> <laughs> Free labor. hundred percent. You can have a I purple bisley exactly. if you that's make twenty Sitsis. <laughs> and Go I won't now, sneak faster. some. And I won't eat it. Uh, <laughs> Okay, Antonia. Okay, my We're ready for you. Okay, oh my God. Well, you know, I was thinking about this because, like, there's secrets. Like, I don't have a lot of secrets that I want to share with the world. It's, you know, it's a secret because either I don't want to share it. I love how you pause. I don't have a lot of secrets. Yeah, no. That I want to share. You have a ton of secrets. I'm a lot of box. And, or it's like I don't tell the world because. They wouldn't get it or they think it's weird. So I think it's really interesting that you, you know, I've only been on twice, but you are going to have to divulge every single week. Why did I do this to myself? For funsies? You must have something (laughs) deep in there that you need to get out one day. (laughs) (laughs) And you're just building up to it. See how far I can get with all my secrets. And then one day it's just like, there's a guy in the backyard. I don't know how he's (laughs) in there. That's why I made this podcast. podcast. (laughs) (laughs) With the police showing Uh up. (laughs) I had to confess. But okay, so, so here's a secret that... Okay, so... I, as you know, have terrible gastrointestinal health. And before... (laughs) Unhealthy Jew? What? What? (laughs) And before moving to LA, I had been... It's a real sound design out there. (laughs) Um, Before moving to LA, Menachem, I had been incredibly sick. I had gotten really malnourished. I just, like, couldn't eat food at all. And I spent about six months managing this and... Getting back to health by, like, having this really strict diet and meditation and just, like, living like a monk, basically. And I got myself back to this place where I was, like, functional. And so I was like, all right, I'm ready to move to L.A. And the stress of moving to L.A. triggered a deep, deep pattern in me, which is cake. And so upon getting to L.A., I was so stressed out 
that I started secretly eating cake. I mean, this was, and I was hiding it from my husband. Oh, like, no. <laughs> that's your deep, dark secret. Yeah. You, like, don't, you don't cheat. You eat cake. I eat cake. Which is another form of cheating. Yeah, I, it, well, There's just chocolate smudges che- on the wall. He comes <laughs> home. He's like, what is this? Literally, I would like. He finds crumbs in the bed. <laughs> I would eat a breath mint before I would come in. Because I was like, in case, in case I smell like cake. But it wasn't a cake-flavored breath mint. Because that would be terrible. Just making Where sure it's planned Menachem ahead. Come the, oh, we should come make on. it. That's our next. Where are there? Your merch flavor. That's our merch. Yeah. <laughs> and this went on for like months. And the problem and he is. He didn't notice? No. No, he's so trusting. He's a good guy. He's so <laughs> wonderful and well, so trusting. Well, he was trusting until he <laughs> listens to this he episode. Yeah, no, no, he knows, he knows this knows, now. Yeah. yeah, I like. I confessed it to him one night, and I literally was sobbing. I was like, I have <gasps> to tell you, I've been eating cake. <laughs> <laughs> That's why months. you've been so sick <laughs> yeah, and, and vomiting all the time. But so the- this is the problem: is ever since we got to LA, my health has absolutely tanked. Tanked, and it's because I've been eating cake. But then I've been self-medicating with more cake because I feel so <laughs> awful that I'm like, you know, what would make me feel better? Cake. Oh no! <laughs> and I've gotten into this like real downward spiral, and my health is just a nightmare. Are you still oh, yeah. doing it? Cake? No, 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 no. good. No, I I have officially been off cake, On, off cake. <laughs> <laughs> but now, like, no, I feel like I've made it a full month. No, no, two months, I think. Do you have, like, withdrawals, cake withdrawals? <laughs> well, I was like, you can't have anything sweet in the house. Because if I make eye contact with it, it's like... in your mouth. It is, yeah. <laughs> it's happening. So, wait, one second. Just to be clear, we are talking about actual, like, cake cake, yeah. and this isn't a euphemism because no. we're on a podcast. No, no, we're talking okay, this about... Is <laughs> this isn't literal, cocaine. This is literal cake. Literal... Cake. I wish. I wish my it sister, was. I like, wish it was. I know. My sister asked me that too because I confessed to her recently <laughs> as well. And she was like, she was like, does this also include like other desserts? Like <laughs> cookies, brownies? And I was like, no. Ice cream? No. Well, what kind Just, of cake? It's like chocolate cake? cake? What flavor cake? Well, okay. I mean, carrot cake what is... What was the craziest cake? Carrot cake is number one. But I find that most places don't nail carrot cake, especially okay. the frosting. The cream cheese frosting mm. needs to be, I think, really tangy. Mm-hmm. And most places, it's basically a vanilla. That's a good yeah. Um, I did try milk bar cake. You don't know this. It's not kosher. Okay. But, but milk bar is like a big national cake bakery. Cake c- conglomerate. Yeah. Yeah. Cake <laughs> conglomerate. <laughs> and they, and that's amazing. That was Ray. Great. Do we like? Do we like I this cake? Had you haven't had their cake, and I have not had this cake. Yeah, but I do like. I do appreciate a carrot cake. Yeah, and also I also want to clarify for the podcast because I feel like diet culture really demonizes cake in a way, and I want to make Demonize. it clear. Demonizes. Honestly, I want to make we it clear de- that this is not cake. <laughs> this is not diet culture. I am sucrose intolerant. Yes, and. Literally, you have health issues. Yeah, have, yeah. Literally, have to am diagnosed and have to take enzymes for it, and just can't cannot handle cake. But that's your kryptonite is cake. Yeah, got yeah. it. Yeah, I am. Su- I am sucrose intolerant. Like literally, I don't have the enzymes to digest sucrose. But my favorite and I thing in know the what world is but is sugar. To the, 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome <laughs> to all the laymans. Ugh, but don't know. Yeah. The Goyim listening that don't have <laughs> health problems. who haven't, yeah, exactly. Awesome. Who haven't spent hours on PubMed trying to figure out what's wrong with them. You know what PubMed is? That's like the, no. the, the online database of like scientific journals, like peer-reviewed literature. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm like sure there are listeners who have, who have been on that and are struggling with that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's the Ashkenazi way. Because your, fo- <laughs> your fans, your followers, do they come to you with those kinds of questions? Not that much. But you know what? They do come to me with advice. Like they tell you what <laughs> yeah. they, what you should do. So you have a strong do. following of Jewish <laughs> yeah. mother. I have so many DMs from strangers <laughs> being like, have you tried this? Yeah. Have you been tested for this? Well, they care. They care. They Aww. care. Is it annoying? Of course. But, yeah. <laughs> but I understand that it's a love language. Yeah. <laughs> Could you do like a sugar-free cake? Does that exist? Yeah. I mean, you can. And I have tried I have tried. And it just doesn't taste good. But artificial sweeteners are tough to digest even for a healthy person. Got it. And and I still get a lot of gastrointestinal distress with them. So it's I just haven't figured it out. Got yeah. it. Okay, on that note, <laughs> we're moving to advice questions. Oh yes. Yes! <laughs> Okay, we asked you listeners. We got we got some anonymous questions in. And we're gonna we're gonna get your shitty advice, Menachem. Oh, only shitty advice. Well, I shouldn't you, give you, amazing advice. Because that's usually all I have like in the can. But right, I can right, right. You can to try to be advice. really bad. Try. Okay. So we'll start we'll start with um let's see. We'll start with a Jewy one. I get Jewish questions and I get queer questions. Because nice. those are my people, which Bless, bless <laughs> all of you. Love you. And then sometimes you get a random. Can I give queer advice? Is that allowed? Yes. No. Oh, so I'm allowed to. No, okay, well, we're allowed. No, to. Well, I want to see how you handle both. I'm gonna <laughs> okay. give you. I'm gonna give you each one. Yeah, you already nailed that threesome question. <laughs> right? I know. But are you gonna try it? Can you document it and film it for us? Because it's gonna work. It's gonna work. Wait. We'll just document threesome? the whole thing. Not the whole thing exactly. <laughs> okay. That's not for I us. just want it on record that Menachem is asking Ray to make porn. <laughs> <laughs> And I but would. it's for I our would. company. It's for the company. <laughs> it's not personal use. Um, okay. Pimpagoy.net. Pimpagoy.net. Uh, okay, someone is asking. This, this is. I'm just going to use their words. Keeping kosher. Should I do it? So much pressure from my mom. People ask questions. In very I was interesting expecting way. a queer question. <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back. Or and is forth. that a queer I'm question? Gi- and no. we just don't know. You're right. Queering like kosher. Queering kosher. <laughs> is this just for the room? Do we all answer at once? Do we take turns? You, you go first, and then we can, we can, we can chime in. But you're the guest, so you get to go first. You're the most special. So keeping you kosher. Do they? Should they keep? Basically, kosher? Basically, if you're, if someone is pressuring you to keep kosher. Should you do it? Or their mom is pressuring them to keep kosher and they're struggling with that. Mm. Or is this just like a terribly written your mom joke? I don't know. I feel like I'm trying to look for the deeper meaning in this Mm. question and I'm just not prepared for it. Um, Maybe they're feeling guilty about keeping kosher and right and they it's a i mean it's, it's a, a deep question should yeah. i keep kosher it's a big, you know a big as a rabbi, rabbi i say obviously they should keep kosher what does but kosher I think one even step mean? at a time 
Mm-hmm. I think that like yeah, if if it's from like the Judaism-y perspective, I think that like don't jump into what you're not ready for from the pressure. And I feel like now I'm giving good advice, or we'll see where it goes. Um, but yeah, no, I think that it, the worst thing is to get pressured into something, even if it's like quote unquote good. Right. I think take it one step at a time. And Hashem wouldn't want you to do it because you're pressured into it. No, and also I think that like even though he's pressuring you, <laughs> even though he's pressuring you, <laughs> even though right. he's like no you're pressure. gonna die, yeah. you don't know, no pressure, you have to do this. <laughs> yeah, but don't I, eat bacon. Exactly. Try Just one do that. thing. Right. Yeah. Try one thing. Eat one shellfish. <laughs> don't eat an array of shellfish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I think if you're doing Judaism out of pressure, you're gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna keep doing it because you're gonna hate it. Yeah. It's going to cause a disdain. Yeah. And ultimately, you're going to just give it up. If you do it little by little, you can kind of find the things you love. Yeah. But I do get pressure from your mom. That That's a that's a different thing. Keep keep kosher around your mom. Or again, if this is about bad advice, is this bad advice? Well, that was good advice. Okay. Well, I don't know. Should we give bad advice? Like, is yeah, that give bad advice. Yeah, do bad it. Bad advice. Buy your mom a ticket to Malaysia. <laughs> The flight goes missing. No more pressure. Do what you'd like. Done. I'm sorry. Was that a timely Malaysia airline reference? Is that not how we all? Is that a flight 307 joke? Netflix dropped the I document. Just, I just we, watched that was it. Good. It was it, incredible. Was it good? It was I'm kinda incredible. I'm kind of scared to watch it. I don't know if I want to know. I, I don't did know if I want to know. I didn't know anything about the whole flight 307. Crazy. You know, I have no idea. So, you know, it's like this happened like 10 years ago. Yeah. The Malaysian and flight. And the black box was found. No. Nothing oh, was found. Nothing. Oh, okay. Like no, no, no. this flight the entire is plane is gone. Disappeared. It's disappeared. Oh. No one has ever found found pieces of it. Though some people say they have and some people say that's a conspiracy. And oh, it is. That's fun. It's crazy. It's so what juicy. What does the documentary say? It Don't spoil the documentary for our listeners. Heavily into conspiracy theory. Ooh, I love fun. that though. That makes <laughs> yeah. oh, Okay, now I want to watch it. It is juicy. But yeah. Uh, Antonia, do you have uh, advice on that question? I just think it's so funny that, like, the Jewish angle is like, listen, don't be pressured by your mom to keep kosher. But obviously, we all want you to keep kosher. So (laughs) don't be pressured, but do it. But, like, listen to us pressuring you to keep kosher, you know? It's such a, it's like, it's so Jewy to balance this, this, like, how do you how do you balance the pressures from your culture trying to get you to keep p- kosher? Your mom's trying to get you to keep kosher. Honestly, the fact that you're asking this sounds like you might honestly be interested in keeping kosher. Mm. You're at least like thinking about it. And how do you like listen to advice from these people and take it because it's totally biased, you know? And it uh, also might be good advice. Yes. You know, it's biased and it's good. Every everyone is biased. Everyone is biased. Yeah. Everyone has an ulterior motive here, you know? For sure. So so you're really in the thick of it. And like my favorite thing about reform Judaism, which is how I grew up, is that you have like a get out of jail free card for anything and it's Because Jesus died for our sins. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> and it's the word meaningful. it's way better than jesus way better (laughs) and if like like a a reform rabbi would be like well if keeping kosher is meaningful to you like then follow that if you can find a way to make keeping kosher meaningful 
do that if you, you keep some set some subset of kosher and that's meaningful do that now i think that is that's both great advice and completely ludicrous <laughs> yeah. i'm reformed now and like and there is a huge like value to be found in following an obligation and seeing what comes out of that but it really depends on what kind of person you are and where you're in your life you are you know some people say i'm just gonna do this thing and commit and they find like so much meaning and some people need to sculpt exactly the like slow path that's right for them you know you got to figure out which one you are i should be a rabbi Menachem. nice I'm sold Give her on reform too. Let's go. We're joining the synagogue. That's the clip. Amazing. Can I, drive, can I drive to Shul? The motorcycle if that it, I'm trying to convince my if wife. If that car is meaningful, if that <laughs> motorcycle is meaningful, <laughs> do it. <laughs> but th- yeah. Here's a, here's a queer question. Yes. For me only. Don't yeah. even think of answering this. I want to be Polly, but my partner doesn't. Help. Are they? I'm assuming that they're Chabad or Orthodox Jews because <laughs> it helps. We're just assuming. <laughs> so in this scenario, we're obviously like hooking up with your cousin is not taboo, obviously. So what happens is they pretend to be their own first cousin. So they say like, oh, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And they go to the bathroom in the middle of dinner. And then they put on glasses and switch their shirt and come out and be like, oh, I'm the cousin. Mm-hmm. And then they start wow. flirting with the girlfriend as if they're the cousin or flirting with the person as if they're the cousin because they know how to flirt and they know what works. And basically what happens is they get their person to fall in love with this fictional cousin. And then but once it's they really can, them. But it's really them. Once they establish C – we could be in love with multiple people. They then can start actually vetting someone, maybe even a first cousin, because mm. clearly the interest is there. I just want to say that it's so clear you have so much dating experience. Yes. <laughs> real world. Real world dating experience in the real world with real people. Um, but they, yeah. But again, I think this be would be Polly with your cousin. That's what you're saying. Wow. I'm, well, I'm saying this again. It's Get your spouse to cheat on you with, with your yourself. With yourself. Dressed up as your cousin. 100%. But they think that they're your they're in ortho- that they're yeah. your cousin. That it'll, you're their cousin. It'll work better in Chabad circles just because, yeah. again, the cousin thing is a little bit more established. <laughs> um, you might have to sell someone more on it if you're reformed like us. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but again, that's the advice. It's obvious. Do you even have anything else to share on this? Because I think the answer <laughs> Answer. Nailed it. But that if you was have it. anything, you can jump in. Slam dunk. Date your cousin. Date your cousin. On purpose. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll give a real. <laughs> I'll give a real. <laughs> um, listener, this is a tough situation to be in. I would say you're kind of fucked. Like you can't. Poly but not in the way they want to be. Not in the way. No, no, no. Not in the fun way. Like in the bad way. Like you can't be poly with someone who doesn't want to be poly. It just does not work. Te- yeah. True tested over and over, time and time. It it has been tried. It will fail. Yeah, I agree. Like That's it. it's po- it there's such a small possibility that your partner will open up to poly, but the greater possibility is that you are going to pressure them into opening up and make that relationship so toxic and 
they're gonna resent you and forever they're gonna resent you for and they're gonna watch ever. as you go fuck other people yeah and they're gonna be at home being like oh yeah it's totally okay that you go on but inside they're dying yeah right. like i've known i've known plenty of couples who've been in in this situation That's and right. truly i've never seen it work okay this is a fun one what which is not jewish or queer so out of, out of the box we have no advice what's the thing you were told in grade school that in hindsight makes you question everything that teacher ha- ever said to you huh deep That's not advice. it's not really advice you're right it's a question it's but a, we it's but a yenta I, prompt it's a, yen, <laughs> it's a, it's a prompt, prompt <laughs> which i'll take do you want to take this one first yeah okay the first thing that comes to mind i I don't think this was grade school. I think this was middle school is, is when we studied, when we studied the Civil War. But I learned that the Civil War was not because of slavery. Mm. It was because <laughs> states wanted self-determination and there was taxation. And sure, slavery was like part of the economics of it, but that wasn't the point. And that is some confederate propaganda by the daughters of the daughters of the confederacy the daughters of the revolution revolution? i forget it's the daughters of something it was this women's group in the confederacy that was organized after the civil war who went on a propaganda campaign to remove all instances in textbooks of to say that the Civil War was not about slavery. They wanted to remove anything in textbooks saying that the Civil War was about slavery. Isn't this wild? Which school did you go to? I was in liberal Newton, Massachusetts. Liberal progressive Newton, Massachusetts. That would ultimately teach us Howard Zinn, a people's history in high school, which is like one of the most radical textbooks there was at the time. I don't know now. And... But still, we learned that the the Civil War wasn't about slavery. It sure was a factor. But man, the conspiracy runs deep. Yeah, it's yeah, wild. Yeah, wild. It's a good one. Um. Okay. So for me, which was kind of funny, and this is like a weird but interesting story. I had a teacher. I was probably about like five or six years old, and a teacher came in and was talking about circumcision and said, "In order for a Jewish boy to become Jewish, they need to get circumcised." So without uh. getting circumcised, if a, if a kid is not circumcised, they're just not Jewish, uh. which again, not true. Not true. But mm. also the trauma for me was he's describing that boys' penises get cut, right? And I'm like five or six. I go home that night and I pull my pants down in the bathroom and I look and I don't see anything missing <laughs> <laughs> because I've never seen an uncircumcised one. And I look and I'm like, there's no blood. There's no cuts. <laughs> And I literally, for a, for a little bit, I was like, maybe I'm not Jewish. Aww. Maybe the like r- oh the male just got nervous, and he decided not to cut me and just maybe like poke me a little. So I cried and was just like Mazel Tov. <laughs> and I was like, no one would check because like nobody wants to look at like a baby's circumcised penis. So I was like, maybe they just like skip right to the bagels. And I wasn't Jewish, and I was very concerned because I was You're like, if I didn't get circumcised, I was, so I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not jewish for a while you're like i still have a penis i, I still have I a penis it's still there trauma did you tell your parents yeah how did you I'm figure not, it out i just know <laughs> i had i don't even know <laughs> i saw this documentary on pornhub <laughs> um, no I, it's funny 
I don't remember how I like finally realized. I think maybe one of my friends was talking about it or something. But like there was, it might have been like at least a year or two that I was like, just in the back of my mind, I'm like, maybe I'm not Jewish. Don't tell anyone. Uh-huh. I could have eaten bacon and gotten away with it, but I didn't. Mm. But I didn't. God, yeah, you had such an opportunity. I had such an opportunity yeah. before I knew I was Jewish. Let's close on that, everybody. That's what a great, what a great show! Thanks for listening. Hey, thanks for producer Jet. Thanks for Antonia. Thanks for Menachem. Menachem, where can we find you online? At Menachem Silverstein on most platforms, except Twitter that only allows Menachem Silver. Well, TikTok that I got long. early, and it's Menachem S. Mm-hmm. And Rizzle, which is an app that doesn't exist, but they paid me to post on for a little bit. I got Menachem, which that's felt dope. amazing. Wow. I know that's the dream. That's the dream. So, but yeah, if you type just in Menachem, a one, you're just a one. Menachem? It's like Beyonce, but Menachem. Antonia, where can we find you? You can find me at Antonia Lestar on all platforms. My last name is Lassar, so that's pretty cute. So clever. So great. (laughs) Uh, I'm at Ray on the way. Jet, what about you? Official Jet Fink on only Instagram. I don't know about the other ones. I don't got them. I got them. Okay, (laughs) thanks for listening to the Enta Podcast. Woo! Yes! Yes!